Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. But there always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, Smart Marketing Tips for Businesses on a Budget, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on our YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. If you'd like to receive notifications on when the podcasts have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abandp.com. Now let's learn a little bit about our guest today. Nellie Akelp is a passionate entrepreneur, business expert, and mother of four. She's the CEO of corpnet.com, a trusted resource and service provider for business and corporation, LLC filings, and corporate compliance services in all 50 states. Nellie and her team recently launched a partner program for accountants, lawyers, and business professionals to help them streamline the business and corporation and compliance process for their clients. So Nellie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Candy. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm glad to have you. This is a topic we have not yet discussed on my podcast, but I know it's very important and it can be very confusing. But before I get into the questions that I have, I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about yourself and how did you even get into helping people with compliance? Um, so thank you. I am uh, an entrepreneur. Uh, I went to law school and um, right out of college, I decided that I, I was really intrigued with the whole notion of being a trial lawyer and going mm. into law and went to law school, met my husband uh, in undergrad. We both decided we had a passion for law school and got into two different law schools, went to law school. And in his last year of law school, he came up with the idea of 
offering incorporation services online. So we started our first company back in 1997, um, offering online incorporation, LLC filings, and all the type of services that are associated with assisting entrepreneurs with starting a business and helping them expand their business and keeping their business in compliance. And we started it from our one-bedroom apartment, grew that company to where it was doing a substantial amount of sales and then um, got acquired uh, by a publicly traded company, took some time off and decided we were too young, too passionate and frankly too motivated to take on an early retirement. So we decided to come up with CorpNet in 2009 and CorpNet's been in existence ever since and we've been um, growing the company and celebrating actually just celebrated our, I believe, either 12th or 13th year of being in business. And today, uh, we've uh, really, really streamlined the business filings process and gotten into um, offering other types of services, which is really hot these days as a result of the current pandemic that Mm -hmm. been in and we're seeing another spike. You know, as we speak, my both of my sons have COVID. So it's Mm. just like, it's crazy for me, you know, when it comes to this whole COVID-19 and now all the Delta variants. So we're seeing a spike in people wanting to um, work remotely. And we're seeing a lot of companies expand their businesses remotely, even in other states. And having, you know, their hands, um, access to amazing talent all over the world. So as a result, we're seeing a big spike in our foreign qualification business filings and also um, our clients wanting to register and play, pay employees on payroll in other states. So our payroll and sales tax registration services has taken a big, big uh you know, increase and a big surge as well. So, um, but today's presentation is going to be on annual meeting minutes as it specifically relates to corporations and really why a corporation has to file annual meeting minutes and the importance of them. But um, before we start having you answer those questions, you know, for those of you listening in, if you want to check out our company, go to www.corpnet.com and you can see all of our plethora of services in addition to all of our content. And also, if you are a business professional, whether you're an accountant, uh, you know, a financial advisor, a business coach, consultant, lawyer, attorney, accountant, listening into this podcast, we also have an amazing partner program where you can partner with us and start offering our services to your clients in all 50 states. So check out www.corpnet.com. And without further ado, I'll turn it over to you so we can get on to the topic. <laughs> I will say too, I have used the services a few times for a few of my own clients to um, helping them get incorporated because I don't do that, but I had people who needed it. So it has been a good service. So uh Thank you for helping with that. Um, So the topic today is I did want to talk about meeting minutes and who has to do them and why they're important. But first, I thought we should really start with a definition of what really are meeting minutes and explain specifically what that is for those listeners who aren't really sure. So I like to break it down to 
annual meeting minutes is basically a summary of what the corporation did um, for that year that the corporation was in business. There, the it's it's basically taking down a complete summary of what that corporation engaged in as far as taking steps and the acts that the corporation shareholders and the board of directors engaged in. It's basically memorializing those acts and steps into a piece of document. Now, um, annual meeting minutes are required for any type of a corporation, whether you're a C corporation, S corporation, or a nonprofit corporation. Um, however, they are not required for LLCs, um, also referred to to as a limited liability company. Um, mm. Typically, another question that's asked is, um, what if I'm a single man corporation? And if I'm simply one person running a corporation, do I still need to file annual meeting minutes? And the answer to that question is absolutely. Um, in fact, it's part of keeping your corporation in compliance and it's a mandatory compliance requirement that um, if you do not, and if you fail, God forbid, if that corporation ends up on the wrong end of a lawsuit, they mm -hmm. can and pierce the corporate veil and go after the corporation shareholders personally. And basically you as a shareholder owner of that corporation will no longer have that corporate shield protection protecting you. Mm -hmm. I think that's important for people to understand, too, because one of the reasons that they will have some type of entity is because they want the protection. So they probably don't realize that failing to follow these guidelines means you are at risk. Correct. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And critical that, um, you know, in light of how easy it is these days to, you know, prepare and draft corporate minutes in addition to having a reputable filing company such as our company um, draft and prepare these minutes for you. It behooves a corporate owner not to take these steps and keep their corporation in compliance. Um, there's a plethora of tools out there. There are um, annual meeting minutes uh templates that you can draft on your own. Um, there's also um, services such as ours. I wouldn't recommend every service out there because there's a lot of them that don't provide detailed annual meeting minutes, but a reputable source such as our company can draft your annual meeting minutes uh, each year. And if you set yourself up and align yourself up with a service company like ours, we can actually take care of it automatically each year for you and load it up into your, uh, load it up in the cloud in your business compliance portal where you can have access to. See, these things don't really come up unless somebody is in trouble. And then when okay. they get in trouble, that's when they're like, oh my God, I haven't done them. You know, what do I do now? And we see a lot of that. We see a lot of companies that come and they fail to draft uh, annual meeting minutes for five, six years, sometimes 10 years. And mm -hmm. we go ahead and we draft all years for them and we bring them up all to date. But it really, these things don't become an issue unless, you know, you're, you're dealing with a lawsuit. Because when you're dealing with a lawsuit, the angry party is going to try to come after the deep pockets and they're going right. to try to 
corporate veils. So that's when this types of stuff become issues. And then people learn really quickly to make sure they have all their I's dotted and their T's crossed. But um, right. it, 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 it is a, you know, it is a process where it can get tedious if you don't do it on a yearly basis. And frankly, in and of itself, um, you know, it can be a tedious process if you don't have knowledge of how to do this stuff. So getting yourself aligned with a company that basically handles the hundreds of thousands of minutes on a daily basis is a good idea because not only we can do it for you, we can file, you know, we can draft it properly for you. We do a complete job of not only drafting the shareholder annual meeting minutes, but also the board of director meeting minutes. And then we send you a copy and we also load it up in your portal for you. <laughs> so if someone wants to do this on their own or even put the information like together, even if they're going to use a service, who actually is the one having to get all this information together? Obviously, if there's only one person in the company, that one owner is the one who does it. But if there are partners or you know multiple shareholders, who actually is responsible for getting all that data together? Yeah, generally speaking, um, it would be the secretary. If there are multiple people involved, the secretary of the corporation, or if it's a bigger corporation and they've instituted like a controller, that would be the controller's job. If it's a single man corporation, typically that person would be in charge of getting all this information in. Mm -hmm. And you were saying earlier, too, it's memorializing kind of what happened in that year. Um, but a lot of people are thinking, you know, usually when you have minutes, you know, you have a meeting and you're jotting down what happens in that meeting. So do you then talk in the meeting that you have, if it's with a group of people, everything that you did in that year? Or are they like keeping a document throughout the year of things they want to make sure get in those meeting minutes? Like, how would you recommend they handle memorializing everything that happened? Great question. So generally speaking, as things happen throughout the year for that corporation, generally, uh, there's a resolution that's passed, you know, so it should be passed once that act plays. And um, generally speaking, once that act takes place, a resolution is passed. So the annual meeting is basically to go over um, all those resolutions that have taken place and then memorialize them by having whatever needs to take place at the end of that year. And again, details of exactly what goes into corporate minutes can be found on our website. We have an annual meeting minutes checklist that you can refer your, you know, you can refer to to make sure, you know, you're basically handling everything that needs to be taken care of within that annual meeting meeting annual meeting of the shareholders and the board of directors. Um, there is guidelines what what needs to take place in those meetings. Right. And is that meeting supposed to be like right around the date, like the anniversary of their formation? Or can they just like pick a date in the year that this is the date we're kind of going to do it? Like what would be the guidelines for that? Generally speaking, it's always done right before the anniversary of the corporation, hence the reason why it's called annual meeting of the shareholders and board of directors. Um, however, you know, corporations, if they're not really running the corporation on a calendar basis and they're doing it um, 
you know, on a different type of calendar based um, year, then they can pick a different meeting. But generally speaking, it's on the anniversary date each year of the corporation filing date. Okay. And you've actually mentioned a couple of times, you know, the shareholders versus the board of director minutes. So can you talk about the difference? So there is two sets of meetings that take place. One is the shareholders annual meeting, which is basically a meetup of all the owners of the corporation. Shareholders are the owners of the corporation. And during this meeting, you know, um, typically, you know, discussions that can take place is, you know, are they going to all take a distribution? Are they going to reinvest the profit of the business? Is the corporation going to be authorizing to issue out more shares of stocks? Anything that's related to investment and growth of the company, because it's really the meeting of the owners of the corporation. Whereas the annual meeting of the board of directors, it's more strategy and um, talking about the operations of the corporation, the day-to-day management of the corporation, how the board of directors are going to elect the officers to run the corporation. And again, all of this and more can be uh, further, you know, uh, revisited on our blog. And there's guidelines as to what types of topics should be discussed at the annual Mm -hmm. meeting. Okay. So if it's a smaller business and it's really one owner or like two partners, do they have to have like a shareholder meeting and a board of directors meeting? Do they just have one? Like what would they do in the case of being a smaller business? Again, uh, Candy, I can't, you know, stress this enough, no matter how small you are, if you're a corporation, um, there has to be annual meetings that are taking place. um, And there has to be annual meeting minutes that are drafted. Now with a smaller company, those shareholders and the board of directors, again, can be one person. So mm-hmm. all the meetings place at once. But again, you know, in order for a corporation to remain in compliance and maintain its corporate veil, um, they have to hold annual meetings and draft annual meeting minutes. Mm-hmm. So you said earlier, too, that, you know, obviously C corporations, S corporations have to do this, but you mentioned LLCs are not required. So if someone is a smaller business and this may not be, you know, we may not have time to really go into the topic today, but do you recommend if someone is a smaller business, maybe they consider an LLC to make it easier in terms of compliance? Or do you still think like an S corp might be ideal for them as well? So they know, yes, we do have to do minutes or not. So as far as recommending one over the other, um, I cannot provide legal tax or financial advice. Generally speaking, um, LLCs are a much more flexible structure when it comes to flexibility and how the um, profits and losses are distributed and also um, the, you know, the ease of formalities. Um, right. I often look at LLCs as you get to have your cake and eat it too, because with an LLC, you get all of the, uh, you know, liability and asset protection that you would, you know, otherwise be afforded by running your business as a corporation without all the corporate formalities. Mm -hmm. Um, Really what an LLC is, it, um, it, it's taking, um, you know, all of the, uh, it, it's taking 
it's a hybrid of a corporation and a sole prop partnership. So it's taking all of the, um, you know, liability protection, asset protection of what a corporation is without all the formalities. And because the single piece of document that controls uh, the LLCs, the LLC operating agreement, LLCs do not have a requirement to um, hold annual meeting minutes and draft annual meeting minutes. So if you're a small business owner who wants that liability protection, doesn't mind paying the higher self-employment taxes mm -hmm. because you have to take a draw from an LLC and, um, but yet you want that, you know, asset protection, liability protection, then the LLC might be something you want to consider. Whereas if you have a small business whereby you're going to be very active in the business, you want to reinvest the profits back into the business, you want to take a paycheck out of the business, then, you know, the C Corp or the S Corp might be the best way to go. Now, there are ways that you can, you know, use the LLC as well. I mean, you can have the LLC taxed as a C Corp or an LLC and not only get that liability protection, asset protection without all the corporate formalities and now avoid paying those higher self-employment taxes by having that LLC elect to become an S-Corp or a C-Corp. But that's a whole separate discussion that right. I don't have time to cover today. Right. And it's actually, I have people who call me a lot of times and will ask me, you know, my advice on, you know, should I form, I want to form an entity. Should I be an LLC? Should I be, you know, and I always say, Contact your CPA and your business attorney and talk to them about, you know, what all the implications are, because it's important to know tax wise and liability wise. So uh, so I'll recommend that to any listeners. If you're not sure, talk to some professionals that can help you. So um, but back to the meeting, you'd mentioned earlier, too, about templates they are easy templates to have. Um, you have a checklist and things, too. And you've mentioned a few things that should be on there. But do they have to be notes have to be like in certain like segments that, you know, maybe you say who's in attendance and the things that are covered, like what are kind of the things that have to be covered specifically in like those meeting minutes? Generally speaking, who's at the meeting, um, the name of each of the shareholders, the date the meeting was taken, who was present, the topics that were discussed at the meeting, um, you know, if, uh, for example, if the corporation decided to, in, you know, put, do another influx of, you know, cash into the corporation, mm -hmm. if there um, additional shares that the corporation wanted to authorize. Let's say there was a change in the company name, the change in the, you know, address. Maybe one of the shareholders decided to, you know, want to sell off their shares and move on. So typically stuff like that have to be mm -hmm. addressed. And would they include things like, you know, because of COVID, a lot of businesses receive the Paycheck Protection Program, you know, or the Employment Retention Tax Credits, yeah. or they got idle loans. Do they list like all of that that happened financially as well? Or is it more focused on kind of the services they were providing? Like what should be listed? I would say they should encompass everything, you know, the more, the better, you know, mm -hmm. 
in, you know, having multiple corporations ourselves, um, my recommendation is always to be, you know, to, to provide more than less to cover mm -hmm. all your. So I would say the more detailed, the better. Okay, perfect. And actually, a thought that just popped in my head, too, as you mentioned, multiple companies, um, some obviously, if you have different companies are completely separate, you know, you have one over here, and you have one over here. But what if you have like a company under another company, does like the parent company have to include everything that happened with like the one underneath it? Or is it really, you know, the first company has their information and the second company has their information, even if there's like a relationship? Well, generally speaking, if it's a holding company where the holding company is the owner of all the other corporations, each of the corporations underneath also have to do their own thing. And mm -hmm. then the holding company would basically pass meeting minutes for its general business as it relates to all the other holding companies. But with holding companies, my recommendation, when you're dealing with those types of multiple type transactional business entities, I always recommend that, you know, at that point, you know, a lawyer get uh, a <laughs> for that company. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. The more complicated it gets, the more you need to have some professional assistance. Right. All right. All right. <laughs> Uh, so now somebody has said, okay, I've, you know, got my template or I've gone and I've had someone help me, you know, put all the notes together. I've got my meeting minutes. What do you do with them? Once you have them, do you have to file them somewhere? Do you keep it in a binder? Just that proves that you got them done. Like, what do you recommend to an entrepreneur once they have them? So great question, Candy. Typically, annual meeting minutes do not need to get filed at the Secretary of State's office. They're typically filed away at your principal place of business location, typically in a corporate binder. We very much recommend when you form a corporation or LLC to order that corporate kit binder um, with your corporation or LLC so that you can have all your corporate documents in a safe place to keep and always be able to refer to, you know, God forbid, if it's a time that you need to refer back to them. And mm -hmm. the annual minutes would be filed away in that binder as well. Right. So if somebody had not done this in the past, they're hearing this and all of a sudden they're like, wow, I didn't know that I had to do that. And they've been incorporated for many years. Do you suggest they go back and try to put it all together and get them up to date? Or do you recommend they just start now, you know, whenever their anniversary date is going forward? Like, what would you recommend for that situation? Yeah. Generally speaking, there are services out there that can assist them with not only drafting um, annual meeting minutes for each year um, and, and bringing them up to date and then keeping them current, current going forward. And we can provide those services as well. Okay. And if they're done in arrears and someone does realize, oh, I need these because unfortunately somebody is pursuing them for, for something, would that still protect them? And have, you know, where they're not having the issues because they didn't follow the guidelines and they can then have their personal assets, you know, accessible. Or if they realize, oh, I didn't go and do it and they go back and do like the last five years or however often they need it, would that still protect them? Well, again, I can't really comment on that because mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I can't provide legal advice on this podcast. What I can tell you that, you know, if the business is not in a lawsuit, um, and, you know, they're just getting themselves, 
you know, all aligned with all their corporate form formalities, it's always best to get themselves um, in compliance, the sooner mm -hmm. the better. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. People don't always like to hear that word compliance, but <laughs> yeah, it's I, important. I, I would not be able to comment as to whether they're going to get protection or not. Mm -hmm. um, I comment on, you know, what are the ways that you can keep your corporation or LLC in compliance? Right. And so I don't know if this is also maybe related to this topic or not, but if somebody doesn't do everything that they're supposed to, to keep their corporation active, you know, like they don't file their statement of information or something like that. Would that also have them have issues? And again, this may be a legal question, maybe you can't answer, but as I'm talking with you, I'm thinking of questions, you know, but would that still protect them or are they at risk because they forgot yeah. to file a statement yeah. of information? Generally speaking, um, once you file a corporation or LLCs, there are steps and filing requirements that must be adhered to on a yearly basis. Hence why we recommend you to, for example, sign up for our business compliance portal at mm -hmm. free of charge. And it sends you out reminders of all your filing due dates and deadlines. Um, generally speaking, if a corporation or LLC does not file their annual statement of information, that's um, typically, you know, they'll get tagged on late fees and penalties. And oftentimes the state can take their corporation or LLC and put them into bad standing. And it, mm -hmm. if it's a while after that, the corporation or LLC can be administratively dissolved by the Secretary of State's office. Mm -hmm. So lots of different ways that, you know, a corporation or LLC can lose its corporate shield if they don't maintain compliance for that corporation or LLC. And hence the reason why it's so important to align yourself with a reputable filing company, such as our company right. that assists you with all of this and more in all 50 states. Mm -hmm. Well, perfect. I know we're, you know, covering a lot of information on this that probably people have never really even thought you know, just because they thought I just have my company for protection, not realizing they had to do this, especially if they're a sole proprietor or maybe it's a partner with a family member or something. So I know this has been good. I'm glad that we started talking about this, um, but I know we're going to be running uh, to the end of the program. So I do want to have you have the chance to talk about if you have any offer that you would like to share with our listeners and um, kind of what you might have for them. Well, uh, we, first of all, if you have any um, if you need any assistance with any type of business filings, incorporation, LLC filings, corporate minutes, um, sales or payroll tax registration in any of the 50 states, uh, join us here at www.corpnet.com. Again, that's www.corpnet.com. You can also reach out to us at 1-888-449-2638. As far as special offers, if you're a first-time user of our services, we do offer a 10% complimentary discount. Just mention that you're coming from BizHelp for You from Candy Messer, and we'll go ahead and provide you 10% off as a first-time user of our services. And that's strictly 10% off of our service fees and cannot be used in addition to any other discounts or promotions. Right. And that probably doesn't apply to any of the costs you actually incur, though, like the filing fees or any of that, correct? Off of our service fees, Candy. Right. right. 
Right. So I just want to make sure that everyone understands that because they might be like, wait, I only got this much, but not that. So I think sometimes they're not aware of all the fees that you incur actually for having to file those documents with the state. So, Well, thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. And again, feel free to reach out to us at www.corpnet.com. And for those of you interested in partnering with us, check us out at www.corpnet.com. And we have a partner section where you can partner with us. There's no fee to partner. Um, It's a pay-as-you-go service, so there's no fee to join, no setup fees, and no annual fees. Well, perfect. Well, thank you, Nellie, for being a guest on my show today. I really appreciate your sharing your expertise. Thank you so much. And I do want to thank the listener also for tuning in. I hope you found this topic interesting and that it answered some questions about how to properly handle your meeting minutes. If you have additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Nellie or you can send us a message at media at abnp.com. And remember, I also work with her company too. So if you have assistance that's needed, you can also reach out to us. We could assist you as well. Uh, and I do want to remind you that you can find our podcast posted on multiple podcast channels. So be sure to tune in. If you can't find us um, and look at the video on YouTube, you can listen while you're driving or other things as well. And would you please share our show with those you know? I'd really appreciate your support. I hope you can join us for next week's topic, Secrets of Building a High-Performance Self-Accountable Culture. And you can connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday. Have a terrific week.